Everybody, we're back. Welcome back. Excuse me. Listen, considering what the topic of this episode is going to be, keep that to yourself. My apologies. So I'll give us a proper greeting without my cough. Um, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to a thousand miles apart podcast. I am Stephanie. I am Takara. And we are two best friends who have been biffles for about 24 years now. Um, this is our podcast where you listen to our opinions, our beliefs, our nonsense. And then uh, we're actually looking for some feedback from you guys. So we hope you enjoy. Yes, let us know what you think about today's topic on our Facebook page, A Thousand Miles Apart. That's one zero 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 miles apart. Why was that complicated for me to get out? Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. I'm a little thrown (laughs) off. So just to give a heads up to the crowd. I am recording from my car today because my household is very, very loud. So I'm sorry if I'm a little thrown off. I am not in my normal space. That's okay. It's beautiful outside. Crack a window. If we hear some horns honking, it's fine. That's life. Meh. It's raining now. Oh. All right, so also a little disclaimer for you guys. Uh, we don't want to discourage you from listening, but we understand some people are experiencing coronavirus fatigue. I mean, you're getting it from every angle possible in your life, the news, Facebook, social media, everything. So we get it if you're sick of hearing it. Uh, this one is more just kind of a low-key combo. We don't want to get too too deep we don't want to scare anybody off with more coronavirus talk but this is another coronavirus conversation that being said if you stick with us we think you'll enjoy it agreed all right so let's start (laughs) so cara coronavirus um so one of the things i wanted to talk about is are you going outside? And if you are, where are you going? Uh-huh. So I'll just say yes. I have been leaving my house for the whole duration of our lockdown or our quarantine or whatever you want to call it. Um, my state actually did have a kind of a lockdown thing where all these different orders were put in place and for the most part people listened to them paid attention to them um my state is still mandating that people wear masks before going inside of basically every building every building that I've tried to go into there is a sign that says you must wear a mask so Mm -hmm. I am still going to grocery stores I still take my dog to the park every day to run around. Um, I go out. I take all possible precautions when I go out. I'm not wearing gloves. I I 
people just don't understand. I am not wearing gloves. I don't think anybody should really be wearing gloves when they go out. I understand why people do, but you shouldn't. It's gross. If if somebody could be recording you while you're wearing those gloves and you could see what you do while you're wearing those gloves, you wouldn't be wearing gloves. Um, I keep my hand sanitizer on me. I have wipes, disinfectant wipes in my car. So I try everything that I touch. I try to disinfect it just in case I touch my face if I'm in my car or something, you know? I just take precautions. I take the bare minimum of precautions, I, I think. And I social distance when I go into stores. Um, there's no reason why we can't share a grocery aisle. But please do not reach over me to get an item. That's crazy. Mm. In, the t- in the time of the Rona, there should be no reaching. So mm. that's, where, that's where I'm going. Um, where I'm not going and it breaks my cold little black heart that beat that beats just for him I'm not going to visit my nephew my nephew lives five minutes away from I keep saying my nephew like he's not two and doesn't live with his mother and father (laughs) but we all know when I when I go over there I'm going to see mostly him and somewhat my sister (laughs) but mostly him and uh I don't go over that often just because I don't want him to try to play with me and I can't play with him I don't want him to be scared of the mask or not even scared curious and try to pull it off me I just don't want to set it up so that it's I want to play with him the way I want to play with him when I go yeah. play with him, we get on the floor, we do, we go down slides. It's very physical. You know, I pick him up. He steals, obviously he can't steal my drink anymore, like my water and try to drink out of it. That's a no-no. But, you know, it, it's very physical. We can't be like that right now. So I just stay away. And it makes me sad. But that's where I'm not going because... Listen, he's a little two-year-old. He's healthy, but I don't want to take any chances. So, sorry. Went on a little long rant there, but that's where I'm not going. That's where I am going. What about you? It's totally understandable. Um, I, too, am in a state where there was a stay-in-place order. Um, Things have been slowly lifted, and I'm not comfortable going to places where things have been lifted. So I'm not getting my nails or eyebrows done by any professionals walking Mm -hmm. around here um, nubbed up um, (laughs) and bushy faced. If it's fine, whatever. Um, Who am I getting cute for? I'm not leaving my house. So I have been working from home for two months. Yesterday made two months. And I pretty much have only been going to the grocery store and to the gas station. Um, I have not seen anybody that I did not give birth to or marry in oh, quite wow. some time. <laughs> so, um, I, I miss hanging with my friends. I don't have a lot of family in my state, but we did used to get together at least once a month to have dinner together. And that we, we I think our last time was, ooh, I think our last time was 
January, maybe, that we got together before coronavirus made its way to the United States. So, no, not even January, October. So, you know, yeah, we take a break in the, like, the big holiday months because November and December, we're normally together with the whole family versus just, you know, five or six cousins. So, that's all I've been doing. I just, I go to the grocery store, like, I went this morning, I found it this despicable and stupid <laughs> that <laughs> my cashier had on a mask but his nose was exposed why are you just oh. covering your mouth so I know that I'm around other people when I go to the grocery store but I just want people to be smart about being safe like it's almost like you said with the gloves like with the gloves you're causing cross-contamination if you're going to wear a mask you have it's to cover your your respiratory system like your your mouth and your nose because you don't want to breathe in what other people have. I didn't see the point of him only having his mouth covered. And he was very chatty. And I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> you ring me up. You pack it. I put it in, the, in the carriage and I leave. So, yeah. I'm not too keen on um, going anywhere besides just the gas station occasionally. And that's really just for cigarettes. And I go to the grocery store. I went to Walgreens yesterday. And you know how Walgreens has those big mirrors in the back of the store? Yes. So I use that to see who's in the aisle I want to be in so I can walk around (laughs) the other way and not have to be close to people. Because I'm seeing what you mentioned, too, where people are just, they're still close. Mm -hmm. And there's there's no need for us to be together. If, If I'm willing to wait for you to get what you need, then don't now have an interest in what I'm picking up and say, ooh, I want it, too, and try to reach around. We don't, I, even without social distancing, that's rude. Don't, don't yeah. come that close to me. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Um, I will say that, like, I, you know, as much as I like to play devil's advocate when it comes to like those people protesting mm-hmm. and they're always recording themselves and then they post it which is interesting to me but you get these people that um record themselves going into stores like Costco or whatever and then I don't know if they're going in with a map or if they are (laughs) Ah, my bad um where was I Oh, I think I was starting to talk about my friend, maybe? I don't know. Oh, man. We both have (laughs) terrible memories. (laughs) (laughs) That's so bad. All right. So, whatever. Scratch that. Start over. I'm going to start this story over with my friend. I have been um, meeting up with my coworker, who I'm friends with. And we live in the same town and we both basically left the job at the same time to start working from home. So we had gone maybe six weeks and we hadn't seen each other. We talk on the phone several times a week. Um, We message each other like through the work messaging system, whatever. So it's not like we're not communicating, but obviously I don't see her face it's different to have that kind of socialization with someone in person so Mm -hmm. we decided to meet up um grab a sandwich 
like through a drive through and we met up in a, a McDonald's parking lot and we sat there in our cars and we chit-chatted for like two hours and I was fine with it. It's people do need that social interaction. And so I, I get that. I get the desire to be around other people. What I think is wild is seeing people, as soon as it got nice, you started seeing people having cookouts and barbecues and hanging out on the porch. And it's like a ton of people hanging out mm-hmm. on corners, just a lot of hanging out. And I, I can't, I'm not, I'm not Dr. Takara. I can't tell people what to do and what not to do. We've all been provided with this information from various different sources on what the best course of action is to keep ourselves and others best protected. And it's up to you to do the right thing. Like, I'm not trying to come off as preachy. Like I said, I'm not Dr. Takara, but I just don't understand why people wouldn't take the most precautions they can uh, at least in a reasonable manner. You know what I mean? And, oh, that's what I was talking about, those protesters. So the people go into stores and they're recording themselves, protesting in their own way where they're like, it's my right. I live in a free country. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. You are literally being asked to do the bare minimum to keep other people safe. It's not even to really protect you it's to protect other people from you so just I mean wear a mask you get people that are in the stores making up medical conditions I have a medical condition I can't breathe with a mask on excuse me ma'am I'm fat and that mask is like walking around with a sauna Okay, and and I'm not asthmatic, but I feel asthmatic when I walk around with that mask on. So I'm just, uh, uh. It's like it's not even cute, okay. But I deal with it. I deal with it. It is so funny to see these people acting like the world's biggest freaking crybabies because a store, which is a privately owned business, these stores are saying you can't shop here unless you do the bare minimum to shop here. And it's, yeah. it's an inconvenience for them. Oh, sorry, they want to protect the people that work there and they want to protect the other shoppers that are going in there and they are following the rules. Like, get the freak over yourself. Yeah. That's one of my biggest fears, too. Like, we're going to the store. Like, we don't have a, a mandatory mask law or rule here, but... I'm, I get nervous when I when you know you have your your people who want who always want to see the manager, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like oh things aren't going your way and now you want to cough on people and spit on people. Yes. Like I I don't have time for that. Like I don't know what point you think you're proving, mm-hmm. but without the coronavirus you would still be a dick. So <laughs> you know Karen. it's just like yeah, Karen. it's Karen. It's Karen and them. Karen. <laughs> Um, what was that? Susan. And the no. younger ones are Becky's. Yes. Like, you know, I want to see the manager. I am the manager. I'm going to sue you. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's just, ugh. It, you can't, the mask doesn't protect you from stupid people. Simple mm-hmm. as that. 
but you know they're the first ones who want to demand the best health care if they get sick too so you know, can't you can't win but um I can't believe you're actually going to see your friend. Oh my god! Oh, you just don't I, know how I have chills. <laughs> I, I all right. So I think that you, I have a touch of hypochondria myself. You know, as soon as I like, I feel cold or something. I'm like, oh no, anemia, and maybe I have a cold coming on, or maybe like you know me. I'm just like, oh, I had bronchitis 10 years ago. That might be it, too. I jump to the worst conclusions about my own health. But I do feel like, you know, I did go to see my friend. Oh, and our little chats in the car. We sat in our car and we ate our sandwiches and we had the best conversation and it was great. And then we did that for a few weeks and then how many times did we meet up like three times and then we decided oh we both have to go to the store one day so after chit-chatting for like an hour or so we both went to the same grocery store and I was like well we literally just sat in separate cars for the past hour talking and now here we are you know shopping together and still chit-chatting, but we did have our mask on, which, hey, if I ran into her at the store, what am I going to do? Not talk to her? I'm going to still be six feet away from her. I'm going to still be wearing my mask. And then it's not like we don't have those breathers down our neck that, you know, we were just saying those people who don't observe the social distancing uh, rules or whatever, so you're getting exposed to a lot of stuff. Any way you cut it, it's just you have to determine what level of exposure is enough for you. I think you are a wee bit paranoid, though. You're going to be one of those people that if you could, you'd be wrapped in a bubble. <laughs> so let's address my paranoia before I come. Um, <laughs> So, while we're, you know, doing our Corona update, I have, I told you this before, like, I feel like I have been going through the stages of grief, right? Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know if I'm at acceptance yet, right? They say that when you go through grief, like, the the stages actually don't go in order, but I have felt it all. Like, in the beginning, I was crying, like, I didn't want to go to work because I was scared because I work in a building with... Um, I think I have 1,500 people in there or so. And even though they were like moving out um, tables from the lunch area and stuff and, you know, making things six, six feet apart and limiting how many chairs were at each table, we're still all sharing common areas. Luckily, I don't eat lunch with people. Like, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's not that, you know, I'm, I'm being antisocial. I just, you know, I don't, I don't take lunch at like a traditional time where I can sit down with someone and eat. So it wasn't a big deal for there to be less chairs. And I wasn't sitting in them anyhow, but I was still walking through those areas to go buy my coffee. So okay. I'm like, oh, this is not making me feel good. So I would go home and cry. Like I felt so guilty because at that point, my husband was already home because he was laid off and my kids were home doing homeschool. 
because the schools had closed and I'm like, oh my God, every day I'm exposing myself and I'm bringing, I could be bringing something home to my asthmatic husband. And it just made me so scared. Then I finally was home and I was still scared because he was leaving the house. And I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) do we really need eggs? I bargained with him. I'm like, okay, well, why don't you just buy the milk that's on the shelves and, you know, you don't have to refrigerate them until they open and we could just put them in the pantry. And I I wasn't going to the store with him at first because I'm like, you know, we can't orphan our kids. We're both asthmatic. We're both <laughs> going to get sick. I was just so scared. He always wore a mask and very, very cautious. I always made sure he had um, hand sanitizer in the car and all that good stuff. And when he got home, I would spray the car. Like my whole car smelled like whatever air freshener I have in Lysol. And then wow. eventually, like I started to calm down a little. But every so often, I get my little moments. And today, when I was grocery shopping, I was picking up a bag of salad. This lady got—I don't know how close she was to me because my back was turned. Heard her cough, and I was like, "Oh, fuck this salad!" And <laughs> <laughs> deeper than just being a parent I don't want to die like in general whether I have kids or not whether I have a husband or not I don't want to die because other people are not being responsible but going to the grocery store is unavoidable you know what I mean like they are legit that's a legit essential business because if they're not open how the hell am I going to get food to feed my kids to feed myself so I have to go one of us has to go, but it's just so scary. Like we have, we have our quarantine plan. I've already said that if I get it, please leave me in this room by myself. Do, you know, like get your clothes and go somewhere else and just, you know, ever so often text me, call me or knock on the door to make sure that I'm still breathing. And <laughs> same would go for him. He would just have to be in there by himself. And I don't even know if we should run the air conditioner. Like I am paranoid. I'm scared. And it, it's huh. so it's gonna make him sweat it out. No AC. Yeah. Oh my I, god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared as shit. Like I'm, I accept the fact that there's a legitimate pandemic going around the world, right? I I understand that it's real. It's here. There's nothing that we can take or do right now to to make it just go away. But I just want people to be smart about prevention. What do you say to people who would say, well, I mean, we're making all these completely unnecessary changes to our way of life and the recovery rate is like so high. I believe in the United States because the United States has, I think, the most cases um, mm-hmm. The recovery rate right now is about 94%, whereas other countries have a, a much higher recovery rate. Uh, and there's some people that would try to refute that, refute the United States's um, recovery rate as being much higher because they would say, well, there's tons of millions, probably millions of people that have had coronavirus and they're asymptomatic 
or their symptom, symptoms were very, very mild and they never got tested. So if you have millions more people that actually had coronavirus and recovered, um, then it would bring the recovery rate way higher. So we only can base our recovery rate on what we know. And what we know is that if you get coronavirus, you are you have a 94% chance of recovering. Um, that's not to say that you are going to recover without problems, because we know there's a lot of people out there that recovered. Thank goodness they did, but they recovered and they have permanent issues now. I, I believe it's fibrosis is what coronavirus does to your lungs. Um, it basically eats your lung tissue and you can't get that back. And it doesn't happen to everybody. Do people realize that this virus is not a one size fits all thing for everybody? Mm-hmm. How one person reacts when they get the virus is not how the ne- next person is going to react. How one person recovers is not going to be how the next person is going to recover. I don't know if people understand that because people are kind of brushing it off like oh I know somebody who had coronavirus he had a cough for a couple of days and then he was fine good for him that's wonderful and uh, the poor auntie down the street she died a horrible death so what what do you want ugh <sighs> rant over rant over I don't remember the original question but <laughs> I No, I was just saying, like, what do you say to people who try to bring up these oh, certain statistics, the, the like, like the statistics are saying our reaction as a country is an overreaction, the lockdowns, the having kids leave school or whatever. Like, I read up on all this crap, and sometimes my brain gets tired of it, too, but like I'm I'm asking you the question and then I'm going to keep talking cuz that's what I do Steph. That is what I do. <laughs> okay? But a lot of people are saying that our reaction as countries are overreaction blah blah blah. Take Sweden for example. Um Sweden decided not to have any lockdowns. They did not just stop people from going to work or anything. I think they kind of had a more casual um, casual feel to it where it's like you know wear masks or just try to be social distancing if you can but we're not going to stop people from going to work we're not going to shut all the schools down in Sweden like if you look at numbers only it doesn't look terrible but when you look at Sweden's numbers compared to all the other surrounding countries like Nordic countries their rate of infection is huge it's super high and I guess Sweden was like hedging their bets where they were saying this amount of people is going to die whether we have a lockdown or not The only thing you're doing by having a lockdown is prolonging how long it takes these the same number of people to die. I don't know how they feel about making that bet now, and I I think that's what a lot of certain politicians wanted us to do, where it was like just hedge your bets. Oh, our economy 
yes, our economy is going to need some time to recover. Um, but the 100,000 people that have already died, those people do matter too. I agree. And like, even when people, like, I had a conversation with my manager when this first started to hit the United States, and he's like, oh, it's no big deal stuff. Um, you know, people die from the flu every year. Thousands of people die from the flu every year. I'm like, but you don't have to. Like, we tell people all the time, like, if you're sick, don't push yourself to come to work. If your kid is sick, don't send them to school. You know, if, if, if the school nurse detects a fever, they send your kid home with a note that they can't come back until that fever is gone. Okay. And that's to prevent the spread of infection. Like I had a cold earlier this year that I caught from my husband and gave to like two people at work. <gasps> so, <laughs> you know, so I, I could have easily have caught um, coronavirus from him, you know, for example, and gave that to two other people. Now that's four people infected. So I think it's, it's, I understand people like both sides. I understand that, you know, it, it, it could potentially happen where people are infected, just even going to the grocery store, right? You know, like the guy who wasn't wearing his mask correctly, um, you know, if you're handling cash, whatever the case may be, it can still spread. But the whole point is you slow it down with the social distancing and sheltering in place and only leaving when you have to versus just trying to live life as normal. You know good and goddamn well. If we were in Sweden, <laughs> I would have I would have lost my mind by now. I would have lost my mind. There's no way in the world I would have been able to comfortably leave my house and keep putting people at, at risk or putting myself at risk. Like that that would that would scare me beyond belief. Like way more scared than I am now or whatever of catching it. But it's stupid. Like there's not enough data like for something that's brand new to all of us you can't fairly compare it to other things when you don't have enough data for something that's only been impacting america or the world um rather um for just a few months like you you need more time right so you, you know it's it's like i said i see i can see you know why people would say that I, I think it's insensitive as hell to say they were going to die anyway. Like, it's not fair, but I just think it's better to err on the side of caution and only go where you really need to go. I'm watching two strangers go in the subway right now. No one has on a mask. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> as we're talking about this, and they stopped and talked to each other. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Won't be going the subway. But yeah, it's better to be safe than sorry or safe than dead. I don't I don't want and I'm not saying that you're gonna die from it. I get the recovery rate, but like you said, there could be long lasting impacts to your body. Uh -huh. So the next time you get sick, you may not survive a simple sickness because you're weakened from coronavirus. Right. Oh my goodness. This I would just love for this whole thing to go away. I think sometimes people make a situation much more, much worse than it has to be. You know, this is already bad. Don't pile on. 
Um, and one thing I've noticed that it's been a pile on is this kind of, I'm going to call it a conspiracy theory. Uh, it's kind of a conspiracy theory that's being floated that um, Black people specifically are being targeted with coronavirus. How? I don't know. Um, but Black people are... Our numbers are huge. Our numbers are astronomical in comparison with the rest of the population, you know, white, whatever. Um, black people are dying at an astronomical rate from coronavirus in the United States. At least I only know about the United States. I'm not sure about black people in other countries. I think in UK too, right? Um, I think. But anyway... For sure, in the United States, Black people are dying at much higher rates than white people. I'm, t- I'm not talking about numbers. I'm just saying the rate is higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen from Black friends, and this is high school friends, college friends, work friends, everybody I have seen from all different subgroups in my life everybody has floated this theory that this is some kind of population control for black people and i'm just like hold up let me get this straight so somebody let's just is united states we're going to say it's the united states that did it united states created coronavirus i just want to know what's the theory can you please put your theory on our facebook page because i want to know how how your theory actually works out that this is population control for black people why now why did they need a why did they need a global pandemic to kill a million people around the world just to kill black people just to kill like a small number in comparison with everywhere else in the world a small number of black people i don't get it and then I've seen this video being floated around that um, it has, I, I think the last video I saw, because I've seen this video two or three different times, and it was first one one person, then it was a couple people, now it's up to six people. And it's six people that attempted to get tested for coronavirus, and they were turned away. Like their doctors basically said, no, you don't qualify for testing, so I'm not going to send you for testing or whatever. And then they ended up dying from coronavirus. So a lot of different people, and this is mostly on my Facebook timeline, but I've seen it on Instagram too, where people are taking that and kind of running with it. And now they're saying, see, this is what we were saying, like population control. Really? This is... This is population control. I mean, this is some slow population control, to be honest. Because there's a lot, there's millions, millions of black people in the United States. And this is this is how we're gonna get rid of what percentage? Point zero zero three percent of them? Okay. I just don't know the logic behind it. And nobody has been able to really explain to me the logic behind it without getting in their feelings, I guess you could say. It's just tell me the actual logic behind why you think 
this is population control targeted towards black people specifically. Like what what is going on that black people are being harmed more so than white people that makes you think this is uh, deliberate? Please go on our Facebook page and leave <laughs> leave your feedback. <laughs> 1,000 miles apart. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it makes no sense to me. Like, when it first came out, like, the news reports first came out about coronavirus, and it was just in China, not gonna lie, my first thought was population control uh-huh. for China. <laughs> like, <laughs> they they have historically been overpopulated, and I'm like, oh, man, so was China, decrease the population of how many people are in China. Then the shit came to you know the rest of the world, and I'm like, oh, this is this is serious. Right. I stopped thinking that you know, and that was before people started with their theories that you know this was a population control tactic towards black people. Because how the hell do you start something in China where there's very few black people? to try to control the population of blacks. Right. Like now that it's made its way, you know, around the world, I don't I it doesn't make sense to me. Like it I I can't think of the logic behind how that would happen. Why not unleash it into a black community and go from there? Cuz there's there's still a lot of predominantly black neighborhoods in this country where you could have unleashed it there and then maybe I would believe it more. Right. But for something to start in China and then make its way around different countries before it even came to America, I I can't even pretend to agree with that or see the point in, in behind it. And why, I mean, if we're going to go the conspiracy tact, like you said, why wait, why kill everybody else just to kill Black people? Like, Italy, Italy experienced a lot of death, a lot of Mm -hmm. death, and I can pretty much guarantee you, a very, very, very small percent of those people were black people. So, what happened? They killed all those people in Italy to make sure the population number in in the United States was low of black people. So, I was just wondering. Like you said, why choose this to kill black people when it could, I mean, if you really want to go there, if because we're talking about a global conspiracy, right? It's not just the United States mm-hmm. conspiracy. This has to be a global conspiracy with millions of healthcare professionals across the world being part of it, right? We are going to get rid of those blacks in the United States there's too many of them just too many of them so why we're gonna start in china right why not do something to birth control you know why why not do something to something that impacts mostly black people like i don't know what that is because we're just people we do things that everybody else does but let's say you go to get your birth control refilled or something like that and the pharmacist who has to be part of the global conspiracy, right, slips you the the secret pack 
the secret sterilization pack that actually is slowly sterilizing you. So you can't have kids. That would probably be a better way to control the population, don't you think? I'm just I'm just saying instead of killing people like this. So let me just say um, I listened to a podcast through the New York Times. I wish I was more professional and wrote down the name of the podcast, but is a it's on the New York Times. It's hosted by the New York Times. And I listened to it, I believe, last week, and the headline was something like, why are Black people dying from coronavirus? Like, why are so many Black people dying from coronavirus? And I, they had a woman up there whose husband, they lived in Louisiana, like New Orleans, whose husband died from coronavirus. And he was only like 51 years old. That's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And so the two hosts of the podcast, they went into research reasons of why black people seem to be dying or actually are dying at a higher rate than anybody else the first reason was black people tend to have essential jobs um essential Mm -hmm. jobs like working in grocery stores um mailmen um nurses working in nursing facilities um working in restaurants essential jobs jobs where we have to interact with the public, more black people tend to have those type of jobs. And so our exposure is higher to coronavirus. Um, the second reason is healthcare system discrimination. So I think this might be where a lot of people get their conspiracy stuff from. Healthcare system is racist. Um, you're not going to find a doctor probably not going to find a doctor around who's going to say, yes, the healthcare system is racist, but the healthcare system is racist. It's like a a subconscious thing that some doctors do, or a lot of doctors do, where they seem to think Black people don't need as much pain relief, or Black people don't actually feel as much pain as other people, Um, or Black people tend to lie more about needing pain relief or something like that. So it's a subconscious prejudice in the healthcare system, absolutely. Um, And absolutely, that translates to how Black people may be getting treated for coronavirus. Um, The next reason was underlying conditions. Now, if you're Black, you yourself and definitely somebody in your family, you know people who are ill. Whether they look ill or not, you know people that are ill. Diabetes runs in my family. It runs in my family heavy, especially on my maternal side, okay? It is a thing. And I have seen family members become diabetic as young as the age of of 17. Not big. It's not like a lifestyle thing. They just, they're diabetic. Um, some, some, God, I can never remember the difference between a, I'm not a type one and type two, but one, I think one of them you have, and there's really nothing you can do about it. And the other one, you, if like, if you lose weight, it may go away. So that runs have, I think type one is the one type one is the one you're born with. Type two is the one you develop. Okay. All right. So, well, 
that runs in my family. Both actually run in my family. Hypertension, high blood pressure runs in my family. I have high blood pressure. Um, and it's like, I am bigger. So that is definitely a contributing factor to it. But why don't people acknowledge that a lot of Black people have underlying conditions that make them more susceptible to it? It, it, it just is what it is. It's just a fact. Just consider that instead of a global conspiracy to kill Black people. And then the last, let me see, the last reason that they said, everybody, of course, can research this stuff on their own if they want. I will try to leave a link on our Facebook page so you can go listen to the podcast yourself. Uh, The last reason was environments where Black people live make them generally sicker. So this is, for example, let's say Flint, Michigan. If we know Michigan has seen huge numbers of Black people die, like the majority of people that have died from coronavirus in Michigan are Black people. So when they say environments where Black people live make them generally sicker, a lot of Black people live in cities, um, super fun site where they were previously contaminated and then a developer came along and so-called made it safe for people to live there so let's say there was toxic contamination in the soil you cannot drink anything any you can't run pipes nothing no water can go through that soil that's fit for human consumption but then a developer Mm. comes along and they so-called treat the site and they make it safe for people to live there so then you they build on it they build condos or they build apartments or whatever and then 10 20 years down the line you start noticing kids in that apartment building getting sick you got a lot of asthmatic kids you got a lot of kids that are you know experiencing ADHD or something like that and you just figure it is what it is but where they live, a toxic, literal toxic environment is making them sicker. And that is a contributing factor to why Black people are dying from coronavirus. So, okay. That makes that makes better sense. Like, thinking of people's underlying issues and environmental factors versus a government conspiracy to kill us. Right. Like that, that like cause again, it doesn't make sense for it to start somewhere else where there's not a large black population. But once it starts to spread to places that have more black people, like I said earlier, both myself and my husband have asthma, just like your family, high blood pressure, diabetes, um, what's it called, kidney dysfunctions, mm-hmm. and all kinds of other health problems run in my family. And these are things that have plagued my family for years, things that they didn't even bring on themselves, you know, like, so if we are at a higher risk sometimes in our communities and yeah, so you, you get sick from that, you have a higher chance of, of not being able to recover because your body's already weakened by the health problems you already have. That makes better sense than just saying, oh, the government's out to get us. Somebody always trying to blame the man. 
like that, <laughs> that's not the case here in my opinion it's I, I just I don't see it I don't see how it's something that's specifically made to target black people but if a lot of times too black people don't have the ability like you said like certain jobs you don't have the ability to work from home like you and I are, are the lucky right few, but everyone doesn't have that luxury to have a job where they can work from home just like my husband is laid off now because in order for him to do his job he would have to go there but they furloughed everyone so you know it's all these conspiracies from they're trying to kill black people, the 5G towers, Ooh. and all this other stuff. The like, 5G gave you know, me the COVID. It did. It gave me COVID and great Wi-Fi. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like, I get the radiation part, but I don't see how that's all of a sudden causing COVID-19. Like, I don't know. People, And then, too, like, People don't come with cold hard facts. They'd in my opinion, from what I've seen from people, they're looking at memes, they're looking at headlines of stuff. Um, and you know, it's a lot of fake sites out there that people uh-huh. share. You know, so they, they see a headline of a story, they don't click on it to see if it was, you know, some kind of hoax site, a virus, whatever. They just share, 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 and they think that they're sharing good information to help you arm yourself. And it's bullshit. Right. Like, it is straight up and down bullshit, and you're doing no research that that actually helps you to understand what it is you're, you, the headline is that you're seeing or the meme that you're seeing before you start sharing this information. And it's being shared at such a fast rate yeah. that it's, it's, it's worse than damn corona. You're not even <laughs> lying. I've seen the same articles shared in circles, like friendship circles, and I click on them because I'm interested to read. I am not averse to being educated. I absolutely mm-hmm. want all the facts. Give me the facts that would scare me. Give me all the facts because the more you know, the safer you are. But when you share a story that literally is making it seem like or when you share video or where you share a meme that is making it seem like blacks are targeted in a way, then I'm immediately calling bias on that. And then I go and I read the article or I watch the video and I, I have to be objective. And I'm just like, that sounds crazy. That sounds like it could be legit. That's, uh, I'm not decided. I'll have to research that more. You know, I, that's how I view everything. That's how I look at everything. I'm not sure that other Mm -hmm. people do that. And I know, I mean, these people are smart. That's the crazy thing. Everybody is intelligent. I've seen really intelligent people sharing stuff and kind of rolling along with some of these, in my opinion, wild theories and, nobody really has facts to back up anything and then I go and I read these articles or I watch the video and they're very very biased like you can't frame a story as if you're presenting facts to the reader and at the end of the day it turns out to just be your opinion you know that's why the only thing that in my opinion Trump ever did that was actually impactful for our society was coin the phrase fake news 
Um, granted, he uses it for everything he doesn't agree with, but there's so much fake news out there. Like you said, a lot of things are propaganda pieces. A lot of things are scare pieces. A lot of things are from people that have an agenda. So you have to be mm -hmm. more discerning with the things that you're sharing because somebody can trust you. I watched the video where a woman said, you don't have to read. I'll read for you. And she was like unloading all this information on these two young guys. She was unloading so much. And she actually said that you don't have to read. I'll read for you. No, young men, you do have to read. You have to read. Right. And don't just read one source. Like, I think that's part of what helped me to calm down some to where, you know, I'm almost at acceptance with with this whole pandemic thing. I don't just get my news from one source. I definitely don't just take word of mouth. But, you know, I, if someone says something, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read a few articles and stuff and see what's going on. And not just trust that one source because eventually, like it, it changes your your way of thinking if you just go to one thing and only read that one um, news site or um, wherever you're getting it from. You know, it's it's you have to be able to read a bunch of things and then put it together, put the pieces together for yourself, uh -huh. versus just allowing opinions of other people to just now become your opinions. Like it's it's, oh, <laughs> it's it's a lot, right? I thought we were. I honestly thought we were done talking about coronavirus four weeks ago when we did our first episode. But there's so much more to talk about with it. Um, I all I can say is, if you're gonna be out, it's beautiful. I don't know what part of the country isn't beautiful right now. It's beautiful spring in the United States. It's Memorial Day weekend. It's pretty much over now, but you know, we're going to have I think beautiful weather for the rest of the spring and the summer. It's just take the precautions that you need to take to be safe not only for yourself, but for your loved ones, for your friends, for your family. If you're going to go hang out or whatever, don't be careless with your life. I don't care how low the recovery or how high the recovery rate is. You could be one of those people that don't make it, or you could be one of those people that do make it, but you have lasting side effects from it. You know, and this sounds like I'm trying to scare people, but just be real about it. You know, be real about the possibility that this can happen and understand if it does happen you know, think about, did you do everything you could to prevent it? I don't know. Agreed. Like, I, I don't feel like you have to stay just in the house. Like, we've taken walks around our neighborhood and stuff like that. Fresh air, sunlight, vitamin D. It, it's helpful, you know, to keep keep your mind at ease. But like you said, like, just, just be, be realistic and be smart about it. You know, if don't put don't take unnecessary risks. You know, this is not the time to have a party with a ton of people, hopping pools and all oh, this other man. stuff. No, like stay at a safe distance. 
and protect yourself. You don't know where other people are when you're not around them. So just assume that everyone has it and that you are doing your best to not catch it too. Like that that's probably my paranoia giving you <laughs> advice. But, but you know what I mean? But it's better to be safe. At the bare minimum, wear a, want, want wear a mask. Wear a mask. Yeah, properly cover your nose. Don't go too. to don't go to the cookout to get a plate, and then you go and you hug grandma. Okay, you don't hug grandma, right. whatever. But then don't take off the mask to give grandma a kiss. You keep that mask on your face, okay? Just keep it on. Don't put it under your nose. Don't put it under your chin. Don't put it on your forehead. Just keep it covered, covered, nose and mouth, nose and mouth. You're protecting other people from yeah. you. If you care, don't be, a, don't be an asshole. Okay. <laughs> don't do it. All right. So that was our podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed. Um, we really are looking for feedback. If any of our podcast friends out there. Our listeners want to give us some great feedback. We are looking forward to it on this podcast, on any of our older ones. We're waiting to hear what you have to say. Don't flame us. Okay. We're nice. We're we're nice. We're <laughs> somewhat nice people. Um, and we're open-minded. Uh, so that's it for a thousand miles apart. I am Takara. And I am stuck. Go visit us. Thank you so much for listening. That's right. Go visit us on our Facebook page, 1001000 Miles Apart. And we will see you guys next time.